Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Good morning. It is Monday, May 15th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and you can follow us both on Twitter. He's at Rob M. Kendall, and I'm at Casey Daniels 317. Okay, let's talk about Donald Trump, shall we? We started last hour talking about Ron DeSantis. We'll start this hour talking about Donald Trump. You know the two paths will cross at some point during the conversation. Aren't you excited? Aren't you just fired up for this? For what? To talk about Ron DeSantis? No, no, no. I'm saying for when Trump and DeSantis, the collision course that they are on. Yeah. I can't wait for Ron DeSantis to officially announce so that, you know, they can start really going after each. I mean, Trump has been going after DeSantis. Because 2016, let's face it, while it it, it was interesting for us here in Indiana based on the fact that we're never relevant in the presidential nominating contest and were by technically, Mm -hmm. it's almost always and it essentially was long decided before Indiana, though not technically decided. And there are there are very few people who can effectively stand up to Trump. And Ted Cruz, it became pretty clear about halfway through that thing. He's just playing out the string here, hoping for some sort of miracle to drop down on him because <laughs> there's no way he's going to catch Trump at this point. Is he really running? Well, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, yeah, in 2016. And so okay. with DeSantis, you look at it and you go, I can see this guy. He's the one guy I look at. Look, your 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 buddy Vivek Ramaswamy, mm-hmm. certainly not Pence, certainly not Christie, probably not Tim Scott. I mean, these people are are playing to be on television, right? They're playing. They're, pres- they're vying for vice president right. they're, 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 or they're, a cabinet position. Correct. They're the Pete Buttigieg right now. There's one other guy that's going to be on the stage that's playing to win, and that is going to be Ron DeSantis. And, I, and there is a world where you can see Ron DeSantis defeating Donald Trump. Does it mean it's going to happen? No. But the idea that there's going to be someone Trump's equal standing on stage with him, making him earn it, I think it's going to be really fascinating. All DeSantis has to do is talk like how he did in Iowa, be presidential, not say anything stupid, and then remind everybody of all of his successes as governor. Yeah, politics in a race like this, it's very much like we are about to enter uh U.S. Open season for golf, which, you know, Casey is my favorite golf tournament. And uh, uh, one of the things about the U.S. Open is it's the greatest test in golf. And what that means is you can't worry about making a bogey on a Thursday and you can't worry about if some guy fires because every year at the U.S. Open, if it's a par 70, there's some guy that rocks out there and fires a 65. And oh, my gosh, he's lapping the field. And, uh, you know, oh, it's like leading the first three laps at the Indy 500. But just wait until it, it all plays you, out. You've got to play the course. you got to yeah. keep at the U.S. Open, keep making your pars. In the case of the Indy 500, you got to turn in decent times and conserve your fuel. And you, you can't play what's in front of you. And that's the way DeSantis is going to have to be. He can't get in a tit for tat with Trump. He can't be responding every time Trump. He's going to have to come up with a game plan, 
go with it. Mm -hmm. And just like at the U.S. Open, say, hey, it doesn't matter where I start in June. It matters where, where I, you know, end in January and February. Okay, so Trump keeps volleying all of these, you know, he keeps ripping on DeSantis, right? And for the most part, DeSantis has ignored it. And that's what he should continue to do, because at some point it will switch Trump into the defensive position or rather offense, really, where he's starting to, you know, um, come after DeSantis. And that will make him look like he's in the number two position. Yeah, because when you're number one. You don't worry about the other guy. Uh, th- look, there's probably 30% of the Republican electorate who no matter what Donald Trump does will absolutely vo- vote for him. You're you're never you're never going to peel those people away from Trump. And he shouldn't try to do that. What he should try to do is say there's probably uh, I would say 30 to 40% of Trump voters who if they saw a viable reliable option who expresses a lot of the things that they hear from Trump but is more electable, Mm -hmm. would be willing to vote for that person. And if you can coalition build between the... Look, there's a lot of people who just don't like Trump, and you you get told, well, some guy on Twitter... DeSantis, he's a WEF stooge. Yeah, okay, yeah. Ron DeSantis is a World Economic Forum stooge, right? Yeah, because all those things he did in Florida during mm-hmm. COVID mm-hmm. and the people he picks fights with, yeah, total WEF stooge. That's a guy that's never going to vote for DeSantis. But there are a lot of people out there who would be open, but you got to play the, you just got to keep making your pars. You got to not make mistakes. And then Trump's going to do something like he did yesterday and just one truth or one press conference or whatever at a time, just Toby and Plo. Yesterday was a great example. He just, he just can't help himself. Well, you know what? I want to go back to you. So World Economic Forum stooge. Wasn't it Holcomb who went to something with all of those people? And meanwhile, DeSantis kept Florida open and was like, come on, NBA, come down here and practice. We'll make a bubble in Orlando for you. Well, and that's but that's what I'm saying. That guy, the guy that tweeted that, there's nothing you're going to say because he's looking for excuses to justify what, you know, who his guy is and. I mean, again, we're going to read you this truth that he did on Mother's Day, you know, yeah. and, and it's there was <laughs> there was a very there was a movie made in the late 90s in which Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman and it was called Man on the Moon. And for those of you who don't know, most of you do. But for those who don't, Andy Kaufman was a very famous. Uh, he wasn't a comedian. He was like a. It's like, I don't know, I want to say song and dance man, but that really doesn't mean a lot to people listening. He he was a, he was an entertainer who was almost like an illusionist who was on stage. And you never you never knew what was real with him and what was fake. And he pretended to be other people and he never broke the character. And and it, there's a scene in the movie where he's doing something that he thinks is hilarious and the audience is deeply offended by it. And his manager comes backstage and he's laughing and the manager goes, what are you doing out there? And he goes, well, that's hilarious. And he goes, it's hilarious to you. you. It's not hilarious to them. And they're the ones who are paying you to be here. And I feel like this is where Trump is with his presidential campaign. He's doing the things that are- To entertain himself. Exactly. Well, and that's what DeSantis has been saying. I'm not an entertainer. I'm not building a brand. I'm not just having fun on social media. He actually wants to govern. Yeah. So what we're talking about is so on 
this happens with every politician where on whatever day it is, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Veterans Day, whatever day. Thank you to you know all the people who have fill in the blank, mm-hmm. and you know our country would not be the same without you. So in the case of Mother's Day, as a politician, you would say thanks to all of our strong mothers out there who have birthed the nation, who have raised great children, who have stabilized the workforce. You are the reason America's great. Enjoy your day. Now I haven't looked, but I'm just gonna guess. Ron DeSantis, he probably put something out like that, or he mentioned his own wife right. and my own wife Casey. What a wonderful mother to our children. Right. That is what every – because that's what you do. First of all, that's what Mother's Day is all about. It's about saying to your mother, your grandmother, other mothers across the the country, hey, this is your day. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Get the most out of it because today is our day to honor you for your contribution to your family, society, whatever. But Trump, <laughs> he just – he can't help himself. And while again, while it's funny – to him, this doesn't win him any of the people that he needs to win. There's no p- part of endearing about this. When you have a serious gap with suburban women, I mean, they hate you. Like, suburban women, if you look at the polling, mm-hmm. hate. Now, of course, it's not every single suburban woman, but exit polling shows. And if you look and if you drill down in data, polling data today, they hate Donald Trump because he just can't be endearing. To people publicly. There's no soft side to him. There is. And this is what I'm saying, Casey. When I interviewed Trump, he was so great. And I told him when we got done, I said, if more people saw this side of you, they would have a completely different opinion. And it is though he goes out of his way to refuse, just like Andy Kaufman. Isn't it funny? To you, it's funny. Not to these people. And no one knows the real you because you won't let them know you. Do you think that if he were to put out something just nicey-nice and happy Mother's Day, it would get attention? And that's the problem for him. Yeah, he wants attention more than to help himself. Because if he put out the same thing we said, you know, yeah. thanks to all the great mm-hmm. moms out there. Thanks to my lovely wife, Melania. Thanks to my mother, who was so wonderful. Thanks to my daughter, you know, Ivanka, who is raising so many great kids and, you know, whatever. People would go. Women would go. Society would go. That's that's pretty cool for Trump. Yeah. Cool. But, but instead, he's got to do this. Kevin, please. Mother's Day to all. In particular, the mothers, wives, and lovers of the radical left fascists, Marxists, and communists who are doing everything within their power to destroy and obliterate our once great country. Please make these complete lunatics and maniacs kinder gentler softer and most importantly smarter so that we can quickly make america great again triple exclamation point (laughs) yes it was there wasn't it (laughs) happy mother's day to all especially the lovers of the radical left fascists. And here's what's going to happen if he's the nominee. And I'm going to keep saying this until Election Day. 
If he's the nominee, the same thing is going to happen that happened the time before. And then he's going to lose, and everybody's going to be looking around, pointing the finger to blame at somebody else, when the same group of people who should be voting for him based on his policies Mm -hmm. are not going to vote for him again. He's going to run a disorganized, jumbled campaign like he's run the first two times. And then he's going to sit around and badmouth everybody but himself. And stuff like this makes a difference. It may sound stupid, but it makes a difference. Okay, well, he was saying that he's amazed that CNN staffers were traumatized by his town hall appearance and that they should be focusing on the highest ratings ever. All right, let's. Uh, Dick Morris had some commentary about the town hall. Mm-hmm. So why don't we take a break? Because I thought Morris had some interesting uh, commentary, and then let's try to let's try to put some perspective on what the Trump candidacy is at this point. I want to bring Kev into this because I think Kev will back me up on what I'm about to say. All right, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 21 minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So I got a question for you, Rob, when we get into these trending stories. Yes. Uh, did you go to church yesterday? I did. I was there, yes. Life uh, Church had a wonderful service about mothers. My favorite part yeah. of church. Well, I, I, I... Did you give the announcements again? I did not give the announcements. Okay. I was just in the audience. But one of the things I loved was at the beginning of the service, it was all about mothers and the role that they play and the powerful role that they play. Um, uh, they got up, Pastor Tina got up and gave a great announcement and the place just broke out in applause, which she said, happy Mother's Day. Mothers are biological females. Oh, wow. And so uh, that is one, of, you know, we love Life Church for many mm-hmm. reasons, but it was just great. And I love that not only she said that, but uh, that the place... <laughs> Congregation, right? So it wasn't a happy birthing person's day. No, no, they definitely a happy mother's. They're day. very honest at Life Church about what's going on, and they yeah. were they were quite adamant throughout the service uh, multiple times to make sure everybody knew that a mother is a a biological female, and those are the only people that can give birth. And there are two genders, Casey. Yes, one, two. Well, the reason I ask is because the Attorney General Todd Rokita is warning churches and nonprofit organizations to be on guard for the possible rise of cyber attacks. Oh! Apparently, a data extortioner struck a National Catholic publishing house based in Huntington, Indiana, and uh, now he's saying for the rest of churches across the state to be on the lookout for this. On Mother's Day, the Indianapolis Zoo shared some news. There was a new primate that was born. Oh. Coco welcomed a new bundle, a new bundle of joy. Oh. So there's a new baby ape. At How the exciting. Zoo. Can you see the ape? How long do they keep the ape from the public? Is there like a Ape, a viewing time, an yeah. Ape, an ape raising period that takes place before I can go see the ape? Yes, because she brought her baby out on Mother's Day specifically. Oh, how exciting. Just to show off. And do you remember uh, a while ago when our bosses made us talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Yes. And you were like, ugh, this guy. Yeah, they, so for those of you who have not been longtime listeners to the program or you just uh, tuned out for various reasons during that period, uh, I went on a, a 
long boycott mm-hmm. of talking about this Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing because I thought it was wholly ridiculous. The both of them were just equally to blame in all of this. They're horrific, you know, just were living horrific lifestyles. And then our bosses were like, "You have to talk about. You this. must talk about this." I said, "I don't care about this at all." Our audience is is very, very watching. invested. Well, let's see how invested they are in Johnny Depp still, because he is trending this morning as he has signed a $20 million deal with Dior for a new cologne. It's not actually a new cologne. He's just going to be the new face of the cologne, Dior Sauvage. Uh, He's going to be the, well, the largest paid person ever for a fragrance. Johnny Depp looks like he smells terrible. That's what I was thinking too. Like he looks like he needs a bar of soap scrubbed across him. He looks like he smells like cigarettes and leftover whiskey. Yeah. I mean, and look, so that, I don't know if that's what Dior Sauvage what? smells like, but <laughs> you like to smell like cigarettes <laughs> and leftover whiskey. Yeah. Like, don't you think? Yeah. And a cheeseburger, maybe. Uh, I agree. <laughs> uh, OK, I want to play this audio real quick. So okay. Dick Morris, he used to be an advisor to Clinton mm-hmm. and then he was with Trump for a while. I mean, he is have checked, you know, will show up. That's pretty much Dick Morris's M.O. Um, he said something He was on Newsmax. And he said something, and it's great when people hear it from someone other than us, that we've been saying for a long time on this show, which is that Trump thrives on adversity. His joy is... Trump and I are the same guy. (laughs) No. It just dawned on me. Don't say that. It just, Casey. You would send a much better Happy Mother's Day. Well, yes, but I mean, you know, it's so different than like, uh, you know, on the show, my greatest joy is when, you know, someone sends me some sort of voicemail or hate mail knowing, letting me know how much they dislike me. I just realized that. Do you think it's adversity or do you think it's pressure? No, he creates it though. Yeah. He went on CNN deliberately because he knew what he'd be walking into. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we've talked about how Trump thrives playing the the, the victim, the, the victim. Mm-hmm. and uh that's why he chose cnn for this town hall he knew who the moderator would be they obviously clearly approved the moderator and he, he said, knew what he'd be doing he just came out and talked about her too caitlin collins he said she was not exactly barbara walters <laughs> all right here's morris talking about that town hall well, I thought he'd kill it, but I didn't know it would be quite the magnitude route that it was. I think that we have to understand that Trump, Trump thrives on adversity. You know, I used to work for Bill Clinton, and he would thrive on adulation. But Trump thrives on a challenge. And when they kept coming after him and kept coming after him and raising all kinds of issues, Trump, uh, Trump's energy level rises, his sugar level rises, and he came back very hard and very strong. What I thought was particularly important is that this is an audience that's not used to seeing Trump because CNN has censored him and banned him. And now he was on CNN explaining to people at the very beginning all about his policies, how he's going to control the border, how he's going to reduce crime, how he's going to improve the schools with his with great specificity that he's been saying, but he's been saying it on Newsmax and Fox. He hasn't gotten to say it on CNN. So it was terrific that he was able to do that and well worth the price of the baptism of fire he had to go through. So there's a New Hampshire college that said it was deeply troubling 
the event on CNN. But if you, okay, deeply, okay, it was deeply troubling. Deeply troubling. This guy running for president so was so traumatizing. To oh boy, I know we're running long here, but I just want to ask this quick question. Uh, okay, so Dick Morris said, you know, he's he's been off of CNN. So you're someone who hasn't paid any attention to Trump for a few years. And then, because you you love CNN, that's all you watch. He's uh-huh. been off of CNN, and then all of a sudden you see him on there again. It's the same dude. He hasn't changed. Right. So this, you haven't missed anything. Th- this is where, and why don't we take a break, because we've got a, vo- a great voicemail from me. We've got a voicemail from one of my favorite callers. This guy calls all the time. And he always, almost always will say how much he uh, he dislikes me and how he doesn't listen. But it's amazing. He always <laughs> that, can call and talk about number. things that we've talked about mm-hmm. on the show that he's calling about. But he doesn't th- listen. Those are my favorite guys. And he is he is a huge Trump fan. And he is very upset at mm-hmm. the radio guy okay. for having the audacity to point out anything about Trump's record as president. And so we can g- get into this a little bit because it'll. I think it's sort of a bigger thing. And I, I, I think Kevin, as we mentioned before the break, would be the perfect guy to help with, with this analogy that I'm going to make. And we'll see if Kev back me up or just takes a giant dump all over me. All right, voicemails on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you would like to leave us a message, a voicemail with your questions, comments, or smart remarks. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Now, Casey, you know how much I thoroughly enjoy our audience, mm-hmm. and we appreciate every listener that we have. You've seen the ratings. Once again, we're doing very well. We're number one. Well, yes. Did you hear that? Money demo, we're doing you very that, well, right? and yeah. uh, we're doing very well. Uh, and I appreciate all of our listeners. However, the favorite of all of our listeners is the... I'll never listen again guy. <laughs> because I'll never listen again guy is probably the guy who listens to the station more than anyone the else. Most. And, uh, you know, it's like I noticed in our very fabulous YouTube chat. By the way, you can watch us on YouTube. Just put Kendall and Casey in the YouTube uh, chat or in your YouTube uh, browser search bar, bar, search bar, whatever, mm-hmm. and it'll pop up. You know, the other day it was, uh, he's digging his own grave. I'll never be back. And they're all back, and we appreciate all of you being back, and we knew you'd be back because this show is really darn entertaining, and people like you to listen to it. it. Well, and we appreciate all of you. But this one guy, he calls all the time, and his whole deal is he just is enraged anytime I say anything negative about Trump. Right. Like yeah. anything about his voting record or anything about his struggles that he has with certain voting blocks, even though there's just absolute, you know, there's evidence of all of this. It's not like I'm making it up in the case of, this, you know, struggle with polling block, voting blocks, poll after poll after poll shows this. In terms of his policy, anybody can look that up. But this guy, um, it, and I often just delete him because I find it humorous that uh, 
that he is that enraged over a radio show. And I think, well, if I give him a platform, that's kind of what he wants. But since today at the beginning, he talked about how he doesn't listen very much. But yet when he calls, he will talk about specific <laughs> he things. He quotes you back to you. Uh, he, serves, he serves a purpose of something, a point I'm trying to prove here. So we'll give him a, a few seconds because he proved a point that I wanted to prove, which is they all keep listening. Okay. Rob, um, if you couldn't be wrong about more things, I, I, just go talk about property taxes. We know everybody loves you. Everybody listens. You're the, the great soothsayer and talker of conservative politics in central Indiana. Yeah, I, I listen very rarely, and whenever I do, I'm just like, this guy is on the radio. Anyway, I guess you've got scoreboard there. You're actually on the radio. Great. You're a winner. Um, but you're totally wrong about uh, Trump. He, he is Trump. Yeah, yeah. he probably shouldn't have said what he said to the girl, but nobody has to take that kind of abuse during an interview. They wouldn't talk like that to Ron DeSantis. Or, you know what, if they did, you know, every, every time he went someplace, then he might lose his cool every now and then, too. But, again, who cares? I mean, it's such a small thing. Don't expect that from your president. Look at this guy. Yeah, they stole the election. It's fine. You know, we got to get a mail. Yeah, you're, you're, you're glossing over the biggest thing of all of it, the fraud, the election interference. But do it to DeSantis, too. And he doesn't have any kind of groundswell. People don't believe in Ron DeSantis. It's run in Florida. Whoopie damn dude. Trump was the president, man. His policies speak for themselves. Okay. Casey, now you as someone who lived in Florida. You want to talk about policies? Yeah, I mean, if you, Why you, was Florida number one for migration? Why did more people move to Florida than any other state? Ron DeSantis. Florida was open, free, open during COVID. You know what was going on here in Indiana? Lockdown McGee was in charge. Yes. And I can tell you because I had a daughter who missed a high school graduation who didn't have a high school prom because the state was locked down. You know what was going on in Florida? My two little neighbor girls were getting on the bus every single day. So you do care about Ron DeSantis? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, I thought that was obvious. That, well, that was rhetorical. I, well, he said he said nobody cares. So. I mean, DeSantis signed uh, voter integrity laws. Okay, he's the guy who's fighting the woke down in Florida. He returned all of this money to the taxpayers in Florida. What do we have here in Indiana? Yeah. So here, here's the thing: a this- surplus, and you're not getting any of it. Yeah. And so to this guy, because we got to move on to other voicemails. Um, I just want to say that uh, I love that you continue to listen to this show on what appears to be a daily basis since you specifically cite things we say when you call. That brings me a level of joy knowing how much you hate me and we're so good that you continue to listen and call and we're not going anywhere. So we're going to be right here and it's, it's, uh, it's just a real joy to know that someone can just have such utter disdain for you and yet you're so talented at what you do that they continue to listen and engage i will say that i do commend that caller on his passion for trump well there's a fine line between passion and i won't be ignored dan <laughs> all right uh we, got, we talked to, we talked on uh last week a dr box a gynecologist you remember her right yeah she resigned yes she uh, finally is calling it quits she thought uh being the architect of helping put a million people out of work uh closing tens of thousands of businesses uh trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask uh then uh, lecturing people on wearing a mask not wearing a mask after she had just gone to her 
own kid's wedding and not worn a mask. She decided it was time to call it a career. And, uh, well, some people had wanted to call about that. Hey, Rob, it's a first-time caller, long-time listener. Just wanted to give you a heads up. We were at the uh, graduation at Wabash College over the weekend. And uh, they gave out a honorary degree to your favorite person, uh, Dr. Chris Box, the gynecologist. <laughs> what an appropriate name she has. Anyway, I thought you'd find that funny that they were giving out honorary degrees now to somebody that's such a joke. But have a great day, you guys. Love the show. Bye-bye. Well, it, it does show how the, the, the I kind of call them a cabal, the academia, business, commu- big business community, government, people live in this little fairy tale fantasy world where in their eyes, hey, she, she was the architect of putting a million people out of work and tens of thousands of businesses being closed and the governor trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. So let's honor her. Sure. This is who this is who these people are, and these are the people that Holcomb put in charge, and will continue to put in charge. And the Republicans won't push back on him because it's very clear people like the Flanders boys, Rod and Todd, uh, who run you know the Speaker of the House, Todd Houston and Rod Bray, the pro tem of the Senate, they agree with all this stuff. So this is your Republican Party. Keep voting for it. It's what you're going to get. Uh, I did at the end of my little. You may remember we had a little commentary on Doctor Box gynecologist, and I I told her that I wanted to. Tell tell her that she was at number one right and it was not with my index finger it was with another finger and uh, somebody somebody had uh, observation on that hey rob hey casey michael carmel rob just said that dr box gynecologist was number one well the job she did was number two <laughs> have a great day thanks <laughs> Very good. Uh, I wanted to uh, look up that Wabash College yes. uh, ceremony. 185th commencement wow. they had. Yeah. yeah. And They're really scraping the bottom of the barrel there. I thought Wabash College was some prestigious institution. <laughs> For their honorary degrees. I was unaware that a maniacal hypocrite was mm-hmm. who we were tossing out honorary degrees to now. Yeah. Hey, uh, do we have more calls? Well, uh, th- let's take a break because I want to give Hammer plenty of time. Because Hammer, yeah, you ha- guys did the coolest thing. You guys did the coolest coolest thing. I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah. Hammer's going to join us next. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1047. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer's in the studio with us. Did you have a great Mother's Day, Casey? I did. Did Hot Daughter get you anything? She did. She did get me some stuff and it was really, really nice, but she didn't get home until about quarter after six last night. She had to work up in Lafayette. So our Mother's Day, it actually started kind of late, but uh, we went out to dinner and I just have to say, the food was absolutely fantastic. The service was questionable. Can you say where you went? I don't know. Can Yeah, I, I can. Stone Creek. Okay. That's in Plainfield. In Plainfield, Perry Crossing. Yeah, at the mall, right? Yeah. Food was great. It was delicious. It was really, really expensive. I couldn't believe how expensive it was. For three of us, $160. But here's the thing. There were fruit flies all over. Really? Yeah. That's not good. Seems like a health hazard. Right? Like, it's kind of a turnoff. Like, the food was great, but at at the end, after the meal, we were, like, swatting away all these fruit flies the whole time. Now, this is not an outdoor venue. No, it was inside. 
Yeah, you know what you should have done? You should have marched up there and said, do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm not comfortable paying this price. Hammer, Flip I bet over you... a table and walk out. <laughs> Hammer, I bet you've said that to someone over the years. Do you know who I am? My reaction would have been similar to that one SNL sketch where Chris Farley finds out that they switched his regular coffee with uh, Folgers <laughs> non-caffeinated crystals, and he just loses his mind and flips the table and a brawl breaks out. <laughs> I didn't mean to like be a complainer, but that's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like fruit I mean, you're paying a lot deal. of money. Yeah. You want things to be right. Yeah, I don't want a bunch of flies flying. This is why I, I don't I, e- they can't help it, I'm sure. But This is why I don't so. eat at nice places. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I feel like there's very minimal. There's it has minimal. nothing to do with the lack of fundage. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I didn't. it's not like I ordered a bottle of wine or anything. I had one right. glass of wine. So it was. Did it was, take, it, take it 93 minutes to order that glass of wine? No. Like you did, did with it. me and Kev? No, it didn't. It only took <laughs> two minutes. Do you have minutes. a. Do you have a red from 1971? Okay, but just get the wine, lady. <laughs> enough about enough about Mother's Day. You guys did something super cool this weekend. So a listener sent uh, us an email a couple weeks back that said, "Hey, I'm graduating Ball State. Mm-hmm. I love the show. Uh, you know, listen to you guys every day," and invited us to his graduation open yes. house, which I thought. Okay. Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So for a couple of weeks, Rob and I were planning to go all along. And we had Nige, who was also on the email, put the response out there, eh, sorry, we can't make it. Now, to be fair, Nige never had any intentions of going in the first place because it requires effort. But uh, Rob and I said, okay, that's going to make them think that we're not going to show yeah. up. Yeah. So Saturday rolls around. I go over to the... Uh, Casa de Kendall in Brownsburg. Got to hang out with Rob's dad for a little bit. And, yeah. uh, my, dad, my dad was like, hey, when Hammer gets here, make sure you bring him over. I really like him. Yes. <laughs> Mike Kendall's an awesome dude. Yeah. He, he, he's hung a, out for a little bit. So for those who don't know, my dad is my actual physical neighbor. Yeah. And uh, he just loves the Hammer and Nigel show. My show, not so much. But you, <laughs> you guys are great. I think that's a parent thing. Because like my mom and dad never listen to my shows either. Wait a minute. Your dad thought he told me that he liked me so what he was he was lying oh no he likes you it's just me doesn't oh, okay. care for <laughs> okay. and unfortunately i'm part of the show <laughs> so True. after we hang out and tailgate a little bit uh we decide to go over to this kid's house yeah. you know his family's all there we go up we knock on the door he answers and uh it's awesome man we put the video up on facebook and twitter uh rob and i and hammer and nigel you can check it out and uh the family was great yeah. they had a margarita bar oh it was great they had a, like a whole thing i mean it was there were uh, there were definitely some clothes coming off by the the end of that <laughs> night because they i mean it was like the, it was a, a good open house it was, there was beer <laughs> fridge margarita bar i think there were some shots being done somewhere my favorite part was when we were leaving so they had like a case of that pre-made margarita stuff mm-hmm. and like not the mix the actual like with the tequila in yeah it. and we're leaving and you know we've been there for an hour we, you know hung out with everybody great time and as we're leaving there's this lady she's out there younger lady looked like you know maybe mid-20s and she's kind of looking disinterested on her phone and she just casually goes hey you guys should take some of that margarita <laughs> stuff with you so well you know it's kind of not ours oh no he would have wanted you to have it. <laughs> he would have wanted right. it that way. Like, you know, he had just died in a plane crash or he something. He just graduated. It's what he would have wanted. Well, okay, good for us. So Rob and I got a bottle of it, and uh, it's kind of like our souvenir. Now, I noticed in the video that you had tickets in your hand. Did you take him a gift? 
Was so it, it wasn't tickets. It was okay. like an envelope. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a gift card that nice. uh, we all pitched in on. And um, we yeah. told we told Nigel it was three times more expensive than what it was. <laughs> so we made a few bucks off the whole thing. Right. But it, it was so cool. I told you afterwards. I'm so glad we did that because one, it made him happy, which mm-hmm. is most important. Right. But their whole family were like big fans of the radio station, and they were so cool, man. Everybody was coming up, and it was just like you know we'd known everybody our whole lives, just chatting, talking about. Sh- shop, hanging out, making fun of people. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, before the event, Hammer and I pounded a couple brews at, mm-hmm. uh, at my house. And uh, you got to admit, you didn't think I lived in that nice of a house, did you? No, no. You've but, never been to his house before? Uh, I remember helping move some furniture in <laughs> That's right. during the darker days of the uh, the Kendall residency. Me and uh, Chris Hammer. Mm-hmm. That was that house. Washers and dryers. Yeah, that, that was that house I was renting over there off of, uh, well, I won't mean anything to people in Brownsburg, but it's not nearly as nice of a house as, as I live in now. Got to see Bruce. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bruce was excited. He was fired up. He, he was wanted- trying to jump up over the ledge and get, you know, let me hang out with him and play with him a little bit. He wanted to pound some brews, too. <laughs> I wanted to go with you. So did you find out, the the guy that you went to visit, what he's going to do now that he's graduating Ball State? Uh, he's got options. He's got a job right now. Uh-huh. Like, not really, I think, what he wants to do, but he's yeah. working just to pay the bills. And uh, I think he said he had a degree in, like, video production yeah. from Ball State. And then his dad was in a dispute with the town of Brownsburg. It was awesome. He came over. Was <laughs> Which is up. in Rob's wheelhouse. Right. Like, he comes over and gets Rob. Let me tell you a story. It's like, uh-oh, let me pour myself under the margarita here. Right. You you found a kindred spirit. Somebody else who has a lot of problems yeah, with the Brownsburg a, officials. That was awesome. Do you uh, do anything nice for your wife on Mother's Day? Dude, I think my wife is similar to yours to where we do holidays when they're convenient. Yeah. Right now, we are drowning with adult responsibility, yeah. right? So we took care of her mother. We went over to my mom's house, Did made sure they had a good Mother's Day. For us, we're like... All right, we got to go down to Chris's house, his soon-to-be house. We got to cut the grass. We got to weed eat. We got to clean the carpets because the couch is coming on Friday. Like, there's so much stuff to do. Senior night in baseball is tomorrow. Graduation's two weeks away. He's got to write a speech. He's got to do these things that he's doing for his scholarships. It is so insane right now. We just said, we'll go out to dinner sometime when we can breathe. Yeah, you got a lot of big life changes coming up with your oldest graduating. Did I always used to plant flowers on Mother's Day. That was always the day for me. Does Crystal do anything like that? No, she doesn't really like flowers. Thinks it's a waste of money because they'll die. Uh, <laughs> not a big card person. Like, honestly, she's just like, let's just go hang out and catch our breath when we can. Yeah. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Monday, gun day. Guy Relford's going to come in, and with this NBA story of John Morant, we're going to talk about gun regulations, federal government against employer. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.